and welcome back to another edition of Official Word Sports. I'm Vince, and I'm here with my co-host, Stevie D. Stevie D, I want to let you know for today's show, I had to take my high blood pressure medicine, which I've been taking over the last 48 hours. Uh, needless to say, you know, first and foremost, congratulations to you and your team. A little bittersweet, right? Um, it you won the start... battle, but lost the war. Yeah, that, that I've been saying that all along. So, uh, but again, congratulations to you. Um, you are tied you. with Thank the two led Miami Dolphins. <laughs> he had a it game. Was, he had a game down there. Or, we're, I, you know, we're tied with Mac Jones. <laughs> I, I don't know who fared better. You know, when, when you look at that, I'm not sure who fared better. Um, but yeah, again, congratulations to you. We're, we're going to dig into that a little bit. There's no other place to start than four plays into your first series and you lose Aaron Rodgers. You know, um, I have the flashback. I had flashbacks to 1999, uh, week one. Jets open up against the Patriots on September 11th, 1999, open against the Patriots. We're just coming off an AFC championship game. Parcells is his third year as coach of the Jets. And Testaverde goes down, tears Achilles. Tom Tupa has to come in and play quarterback. All right, and that started a rough year in 99. You fast forward 24 years to the day. Testaverde is the honorary captain that comes out. Four plays into the game, Aaron Rodgers tells the kids, "It's it's you can't make this up in Jet history, right? You had all of this buildup, all this positive interactions with Aaron Rodgers. Everybody said, oh, wait until you see the real Aaron, and everything's been great. The honeymoon's been fantastic. He's been in the building, participating, coaching, teaching, mentoring, um, not only offensive players, defensive players. You're like, wow, man, pair this kid up with, with our defense. You know, just give us a top 15 type play. You don't have to be a top five quarterback. Just get us in the top 15 with this defense, man. We're, we're going to go places. And and every Jets heart, and everybody knew once he went down, when he sat down, not so much that he took a while to get up, but when he got up and you see an athlete go down like that and just sit, you know, it's bad. Oh, yeah. Right? But, then, but he sat down, though, in, in fairness, he sat down. It, it was odd. Right, because you you saw the sack, right, and the sack didn't look good, right. In all fairness, it didn't look good, but we expect these guys to be superhuman and be pliable, right? And he got back up and he limped, and when you saw the limp, you're like, uh oh, right. And it, at first, you're like, hopefully it's just like a, a light spring, but he looked to the sideline, like he knew something was wrong. They were they on the sideline were like get down, right? And then he goes down, and then it's like it's off. You ever have a sprained ankle? It, like it, in playing basketball, you have a sprained ankle. They lace they lace the sneakers up even tighter because they don't want it. They don't want it to start to swell and everything else like that. And it was almost like that. Once he sat back down, it, it done. Yeah, and I think then the pain started you know, setting in. Yeah. Right? Yeah, um, once you got down off your feet, honestly, I don't know what the I don't know what his problem was. Get a little duct tape, tape it up, and let's go, man. We got a game to play now, but uh, it, you know, trying to break with it because I can tell you, I did not, um, I did not scream, I didn't yell, 
I didn't, you know, start effing this and effing that. Um, it was just more of a, I can't believe this happened in four plays. And this is so typical of being a Jets fan, right? It's, it's like the Jets and the Mets are tied to the hip and can't get out of the way. And all the luck goes to the Giants and the Yankees in this town. And what else can it be? How the guy rarely, rarely gets hurt, and four plays into the season, it's over. Is it karma? And I, and I, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I bring that up, and I'll ask you, I'll ask you for a particular reason, right? When it's not the whole karma. thing started, go. Let's go in the way back machine, right? Mike White's out there because Zach, you know, every we know what happened to Zach last year. Mike White's out there. And the Jets brass is of the mindset, Zach is done. We have to find a quarterback. And you have quarterbacks that are in the market, right? And the Jets said, we don't care about whoever else is out there, right? We want Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers like, I don't even know if I'm going to play anymore, right? He walked ahead his swan song against the Lions, walked off the field with Randall Cobb, right, and everybody was debating whether or not he was even going to play, let alone, you know, make make a, make a comeback to the Jets. And the Jets brass, Woody Johnson on down, said, this is the guy we want, right? We don't care how old he is. We're bringing in this guy. And Stevie D, we, we talked about it on the podcast because you were going through it, right? You grew hair and you pulled out the hair. Because you're like, get get this deal done, right? right. And it, it, for whatever reason, we're Good negotiating over first yeah. and second yeah. and whatever, and who gets what. And then finally, they they come to terms on the agreement, or at least that's what we're told. And then you had to wait like another two weeks for them to consummate yeah. the deal. And 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 I'll I'll wrap this up. It just seemed like there was. Something after something after something, and then you you go into your hard knocks, you you your training camp. I love New York, going to Broadway, doing all this stuff, right? And one more thing, in hard knocks, he would pick up the grass, right? They they made special attention to him picking up the grass, and we talked offline. You don't have grass in your stadium. Gift her. And then he comes out there and it's like, that's it. Right. And, and I I feel for you. I do feel for yeah. you. I you know, karma is interesting. Um, but it, it, it's again, I, I go back to the logo. It's the Jets, it's the history of the Jets, and, and a lot of times these are the things that happen. And being a Jets fan, you've come to like expect these things to happen to this organization. Um so from that perspective, it's not karma. It's funny in karma how you told Zach, you're not good enough. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, we're going to ride or die with you. Now, I'm going to take a different approach here. I look at Zach and I say to myself, man, nobody's really talking about and giving him credit. Because as soon as the season was over, our owner came out and says, I'm going out and getting a veteran quarterback in here. We're ready now, and we're going to go do it. Mm -hmm. Salah said, we still believe in the kid. We're not going to ship him out. We want to – we're going to bring in a veteran leader, and we're hoping that he's going to learn from that veteran leader, take a step back and learn. 
Again, great by the coach. He said that from the very beginning. But Zach, to his credit, took it, took it on the chin, took it as man. I'm being forced to be the backup. I'm the number two overall pick. But I'm going to sit back and learn. And, and he learned. And that was not an easy thing to do to come in off cold like that. When you haven't played any snaps, you know you're not going to play. You got Aaron freaking Rodgers out there. And, and he came in and he was serviceable. So, I, I don't dis- I don't disagree. If it were any other team that you were playing against, I would be 100% pulling for Zach Wilson. I will be pulling for him in your next game, right? I, I absolutely am because I I feel that your organization did him wrong. I, I think you put him in situations and set him up for failure. When he failed, you didn't really embrace him to say, how can we help you, Zach? You said, Let's throw them to the scrap heaps. You, you did say Salah said, you know, I believe in him. But in essence, the organization said, we're going to throw him to the side. We're bringing in this guy. We talked about when Zach, when Zach was drafted, how you, you had, you know, rest his soul, Mike, you had Mike Knapp in there, right, to be his quarterback Greg coach. Knapp. Or Greg Knapp. Knapp. I'm sorry. You, you didn't really have a true backup quarterback, veteran backup quarterback to mentor him. You didn't have a, a true quarterback coach to mentor him. And so you had this kid that was, you know, right out of school, right out of BYU, right? BYU D1, but right. not not the greatest of D1s. I doesn't move the needle. Right? And One so year he, starter, I believe, at BYU. And he comes in, and you're saying, here's the keys to the Ferrari. He's like, I don't know how to drive stick. Right? right? And so he's trying to get along. Now – Right now, think about it. The the situation, the scenario for you. This is kind of a turn back the clock for Zach, right? Because now you have an offensive coordinator who's good with quarterbacks. You have a veteran who won't be able to play the remaining 16 weeks of the season, but has been in his ear and can be in his ear. We've seen up close through hard knocks, how he tells him how to see certain things, how to roll out, you know, do you go underneath? These are all the things, Stevie D, that we talked about, that this is what you wanted. In a way, this is a blessing for you. It's a perverse way to look at it because you had a man go down, but it is, in a way, a blessing. I I think the influence of Aaron Rodgers in the five months he had you see certain things out of uh, hey, Marcus. Sorry, Marcus. Um, you see uh, some of the, the positive things. Look, there's still things he has working. He, he should have had probably easy three interceptions in sure. that game. He, he gave up the one. He should have went down to Lazard. Hold, right? hold on. Uh, Let take. I, I will only give Zach credit for the good. In this right, because game. he's coming off the bench. I'm just saying, like – there, there's obviously there's a lot of work left to do with, with sure. this man, but sure. in fairness, your defense was the number one ranked defense last year, right? Number sure. one defense. Your defense played like a number one defense, especially in the beginning of that game. No, right? they didn't. In the beginning of the game, no, they didn't. They played. Okay. Second you, play of the game, Brees Hall oh, runs okay, off Brees Hall, yards. Brees Hall runs no, they yards. didn't. But I'm talking. I, I when I when I, I I just say they they are a number one defense. 
They're going to be up there again this year. Let me rephrase. They're going to be up there again in this year because we did we gouge you all game long with our running Sean, game. But, Sean McDermott hopes that they're right. going to be up there. Well, uh, we got rid of your defensive coordinator that led them to the number one ranked defense. So we'll see what Sean does in, in his as as his replacement. But it was not an easy thing to come in. The crowd, man, was devastated. Everybody knew in that stadium what was going on. They, the Jets could have said it was an ankle all day long. Everybody knew. Um, what was going on. And so I give him a lot of credit. He went 14 to 21 with a touch and a pick and, and he kept us in the game. He didn't have any really critical. Our defense played phenomenal and, and we were in the game. So um, why see Zach going forward? They better fix this offensive line for pass protection because Aaron was running for his life and Zach was running for his life. A lot was moving around. Right. I mean, heck, if your defensive tackle was a little bit faster, you would have him for like a 35-yard sack loss on one play. Um, you know, and I don't like that when you're running back like that. Uh, it just takes one time the guy dive and hit an ankle, and then you're falling down the ground, and you're minus 35. So when I'm um, playing Tech Mobile, I, I'm supposed to go back 35 <laughs> yards. Right. So <laughs> that's so true. Um, so uh, Zach's story is going to be written, and what I'm hoping for – is that I think the jet, the smart jet fan will not crucify Zach Wilson this year because the plan was not to play him. It's the casual fan that thinks they know everything that's going to go to a game and boo when he fumbles a football or he throws a bad pick. Remember, he was not supposed to be your starting quarterback. doesn't matter well, that your, your, your problem is your the problem will be not the fans, but it will end up being the fans. Well, it's, it's a going, radio. It's going to be the media. The media is going to crucify it. The media has already displaced Zach and had you getting Tom Brady, reporting of Kaepernick, reporting of you know trying to trade with with the Cowboys for Trey Lance or the other guy they have down there. Right? You you don't need that. I, I have two guys that I would trade for because you need a backup. You have to have somebody. Tim Boyle is not the answer. Sorry, he's not the answer to the back of quarterback. There's two guys, and they're Mike, both in southern states. Mike Davis White. Mills. Nope. Davis Mills from the Houston Texans, who could be uh, – I I would try and trade for like a, a, a sixth or seventh round pick or conditional He's pick. with the Texans? Texans. Um, he was drafted three years ago. Decent player. My other quarterback I would go for is Jameis Winston. Jameis, who talked to the Jets in the offseason. I, I would try and make a trade for Jameis. And if the Saints wanted to do the kid right, because you signed Derek Carr, give him, if the Jets were to come calling, give him a chance to get traded, get a six-round pick or something for him, and call it a day, and, and let Jameis sit for four to five weeks, learn the playbook. If there's an emergency injury, you know, Jameis, here's the 15 plays that you know right now. And then if Zach falters, Jameis goes in. Because Jameis is a free agent at the end of the year. I don't know if I like that, though. Because you don't I, want Jameis on the Jets. No, 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 no. I, I don't know if I like that because Zach needs to look forward. He does not need to look over his shoulder. Then play and, better. Study harder. Well, you already said he's yeah. not supposed to play. This is supposed to be his reacclimation back into the number one QB one. But it won't be because next year Aaron Rodgers is going to come back. 
Zach is going to sit and Aaron Rodgers is going to play. If the team wants to win now, you have to have an insurance policy if he craps the bed. You got to have somebody if he craps the bed. Well, Let's, you you have your built-in excuse, right? That's not good enough. That's not good enough. We all know it's not good enough. It's not good enough. This town doesn't allow for for forgiveness. We're not neither, in a town where neither one of the guys show up post game. Neither one of the guys are going to lead you to the promised land. Look, I I just need that we won't get to where we want to be with the 29th or 30th ranked quarterback in the league. If I can get the 15th with that defense, the 15th with our running game, we can do that because when October comes around, you're not getting the 15th. You're going to end up getting a guy who's 20 plus, right? I, I would much rather. I don't want the 30th. I would much rather your coaching staff come back and say, all right, Zach, we're going to baby this down. We know you can make the plays, but instead of having the full playbook, we're going to cut that in half. If okay. you be the best quarterback, what do they call it? A game manager. You be the best game manager, and the coaches put them in the right situation. Because we know some – Just I'm throwing a dig here. We know some coaches that don't put their quarterback in the right situation. I'd rather see your team do that. <laughs> I still need a backup. I still need somebody Fair. if Fair. he were to get hurt because the show goes on, right? The game didn't stop because Aaron Rodgers went down. He had to go in. And if, if he goes down, I got to have somebody. And yeah. the answer is not Tim Boyle because you can't look at the people in the locker room and say, this is who I'm wrong with, Tim Boyle, if Zach Wilson gets hurt. It, it won't fly. It won't fly. You have salary cap money to do it. The reason why I say James Winston is that his contract's out at the end of the year. So you don't have to worry about next year with him, right? He can leave as a free agent. Zach goes back to number two. Aaron comes in at number one. Okay. Um, so that, that's where I, I, I was with Jay. I wouldn't go the Nick Foles free agent route. I would go someone who's been in a camp all, all season long, gone through all the OTAs and camp and is game ready, just has to learn the playbook. So anyway, next. All right, so Stevie D, I, I am – how do we say this? All right, so we all know what happened. We all know what happened, right? Um, first of all, I'd say you had no faith in Matarizia. I guess Matarizia <laughs> would have, would, would have sell, settled this problem, right? Right? Punt God. Would not have shanked a 40-something yard punt in overtime when you needed it. It's that crowd noise. They were so rabid. He got nervous. Well, it's because you don't have punt God back there who is acquitted and innocent of all those charges. You drafted him. Bring him back. You, you want to go with this guy? What, because in Madden he's good? No. You you drafted Matarizia for a reason. Here's your reason. You were backed up in overtime. You needed a field position or field change. And what it what do you do? You shake it, kick it, and, and and we know what happened. Stevie D, I, I'm I'm of the mindset right now. Um, you know, and you may see this from the jet side. I don't know if you do. Right, I belong to many, many Bills Mafia, Bills groups that are out there. 
a lot of times, you know, I, I don't, I don't communicate because I, I don't like internet cowboys, right? I really don't. You, you say one thing and then they want to go off because they're hiding behind a keyboard, but you know, damn sure if we took OW sports on the, on the road, they wouldn't be coming up saying it, right? They just wouldn't. That, that's why I, I don't like to go back and forth, right? If small community group, yeah, we can, we can do that. Um, but I'm tired of I'm tired of people saying it's okay. People making excuses. I'm tired of us being happy with status quo. We we want we want the championship, right? We want to go to that exhibition game. We want to raise that trophy. We want to do those things, right? But when we're not good enough, we have blinders on. And we would absolutely refuse to look at where the issue lies. Okay. So at one point, you know, obviously you everybody knows about the run that we had in the 90s, right? We've had runs before. We've had runs before, right? We've had some good teams. The last championship that the Buffalo Bills have actually won was when we were in the AFL 65 66. We lost in the championship game to the to the Chiefs. Damn Chiefs for Super Bowl one. Oh, it, you were in the you were in the championship game. It, it should have been the Packers versus the Bills. We lost that one, right? So we we won those back to back, and then then we have that, and you know, then it's just been gaps, right? Because then we were atrocious, and then we got that guy back there, right? And then you know, just it, it's it's been a nightmare. But I bring you, I bring you current state because, yes, we had a 17-year-long drought. Yeah, it's bad, and it should. In this game of parity, it should never go that long. It should never go that long for your team, for my team, for anybody, right? It should not. It just should not. And we made bad decisions. But just because you made a better decision, doesn't mean that it was a great decision, okay. right? And we we've talked about in the past is that there's some coaches, some organizations that are good enough to get you to a level where you're almost in the playoffs. Then there's another level that gets you into the playoffs and maybe winning a game. Then there's that next level that gets you over the hump and you get to the championship game and all bets are off then and you're, you know, you have a shot to win it. My organization because we were mired in a 17-year drought going through the names of Mike Malarkey and Dick Geron and Chan Gailey, because those were the, the coaches that we had, right? Then we said, oh, okay, you know, we're, we're going to bring in this guy, McDermott, which check the tape. Like Dion says, keep the receipts, check the tape. He comes out with this trust the process crap. And all that was, was so that he didn't get fired in three years. But in fairness, you didn't like it. I will I will go on record as saying you couldn't – what's this trust is – and you went off. I remember it clear as day that you went off on it. It went off for a long time. That's all I heard, folks. That's all I heard. I get on the phone. What the – trust – dude, we're not even talking about football right now. He's like, well, I don't care. Trust the process. This guy – so I, I'm with you. You said it. But then there was a time period where 
I thought you were buying in there for a while with trust in the process because you were building something and then you were believing. Right? I, I was not on the trust the process. I, I'm getting a little yeah. worried about you over there. You okay? <laughs> it, it was not about trust the process, but the organization was getting better. You could see that they were getting better. And that, and again, check the tape, folks. That That's what I was happy with, was that we were getting better. But getting better, you lose in the, in the championship game, you lose in a divisional round, you get smacked in a divisional round, right? At some point, you have got to take that step. People talk about the window closing. I don't want to hear from the outside because I don't believe the Stephen A. Smith. I don't believe the Nick Wright. I don't believe those guys that are coming on the air that want to talk because they don't know about the team. They don't know about the organization. They just see the scoreboard, and then they want to come up with something. But the people that watch week in and week out, the people that listen to the interviews and read the articles of what they're saying, you realize that something is not right there at one Bills Drive. More than one thing, but something is not right there at one Bills Drive. And I said it last year, right? And, you know, people may scoff at this. We missed our window. Our window shut last year when you had the opportunity to go get Sean Payton. Now you have a coach who threw his defensive coordinator under the bus, who's now technically not fired, but working for who NFL network or, or where is he? All right. So you got him over there. You have your offensive coordinator who left to go take the, the head coaching job with the giants. You bring him back with, Ken Dorsey. Now, I will say, because I was on record, that I was happy with Dorsey. And I was happy with Dorsey because of the, 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 the building that he had with Josh. But that doesn't mean that I knew everything that was going on. And you as the head coach, especially if you're going to promote somebody from within, you have got to know this guy and what he's doing. And he is not doing what you need to have done as an offensive coordinator of a team that's supposed to be going and making strides to go to a championship. He can't call a good game. He gets lost in his place. You've brought weapons. You don't need to have two number ones or three number ones on the outside. You don't need to have that. You need to have quality skilled guys. Gabe Davis takes a lot of hits, but you know what? Two years ago, Gabe Davis was the greatest thing since sliced bread, right? Bring him back to that point, right? You played with a Cole Beasley, and you thought Cole Beasley was great. Well, you know, all he did, you played to his strengths, Brian Dable. You played to his strengths. But we forgot what that was. And now you draft a kid in Dalton Kincaid, and you fail to even give him a touch until late in the second quarter. This is a guy you're supposed to be running two tight insets to be able to break away from linebackers. You have a good defense. Your linebackers are not designed for coverage linebackers. They should have been hitting seams left and right, but they forgot to do that. They played right into the, the heart and, and what the strength of your defense is. That's not smart. Yeah, you know, when you have defenses like the Jets, they, were, they look like they were giving you the short – pass all day right 
and and I, you really didn't fail. You failed to execute and and, and taking advantage of that. You're right. You you did play in our strengths because I tell you that first that first couple of plays, I'm like, oh, this is this is the adjustment the Bills are going to make. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if the Jets are going to be able to hang with that. And then you got that first down, and then it's like your play call shifted. I was like, oh, okay. And then Absolutely. it never really came back. I was like, wow, that's interesting. And now Josh Allen had seven. He completed seventy percent of his passes, hmm. right? But I was hoping we wouldn't bring up that name. <laughs> There's a lot to unravel there in this game with, with, with Mr. Allen. Uh, let let let's give me some time. Let's go to you. So that, because I, I already have made my feelings felt about Brandon Bean needs to do better. Let me let me just give you a quick rundown on Brandon Bean. I thought you were going to me. I, I was, but I'm gonna give you a quick rundown on Brandon. <laughs> I'm Bean. just trying real, to help you. <laughs> this is real quick. Brandon Bean is being lauded as a great GM, right? Um, he made a Stefan Diggs trade which I love Diggs, but you also gave up Justin Jefferson. If if you were going to go that route in the draft and dra- draft sure. Justin Jefferson. Sure. Right. right. Stephon Diggs, hey, that, you can't kill that trade. But but hold on. Hold, hold on. I, I, I'm, using, I'm setting this up as an example. Okay. Right? You decided to swing for the fences, and it, it, it worked out for you. Right? If it didn't work out for you, you would have gotten killed. Right? Let me take you back, and we go back, I think it was the 2016, maybe the 2015 draft, when you decided that you were going to trade up from nine to four and go draft Sammy Watkins. At that time, Sammy Watkins was, you know, arguably the number one overall pick. You mean was your GM for that? No, no. no. I was going to say, I'm like, I didn't think. Doug Whaley. Doug Whaley, who was the GM at the time, took the swing. If you looked at all the mocks, Buffalo was slated to get Mike Evans because we needed a wide receiver. We were slated to get Mike Evans. Watkins gets hurt early on training camp, you know, and is, you know, but he's he's okay. But, you know, he's just okay. But he's also the guy you traded up to number four, right? Evans is is having a decent year, right? And all of a sudden, Monday night, in that same stadium, in that end zone, you see the one-handed catch by Beckham, who was drafted, I think, 13th in the in the draft, something like that, right? And now, all of a sudden, Whaley is absolutely getting just lambasted for making that trade. You could have had Odell. Well, where's Odell now, right? Same place as Sammy Watkins is, really. So, I mean, why you bring him up? You could have had Mike Evans, right? You don't know. The reason why I'm saying that is you don't know, but he took the shot. Brandon Bean, right, he took that shot for Stefan Diggs, and I give him credit for that. But I look at everything else that he's done. Have you really done anything? Josh Allen, the, the, the trade for Mahomes and to get Tredavious White, that was under, under uh, Whaley. Bean had come in after the season. They wanted to keep the all the scouts in place, and they wanted you know everything stay a status quo. And so he was like a lame duck GM. And then once he left, 
right? And they had completed the draft, then it, but it all went under quote unquote Brandon Bean. But look at the players. You haven't really developed an offensive line. You you had a uh, a uh, Edmonds as your linebacker, but you you didn't bring anybody because you knew you weren't going to resign him. You weren't happy with him, right? But you knew you weren't going to resign him, and you didn't bring anybody to back him up. Go ahead. So, so I hear what you're saying. I, I do. You won 13 games last year. Did you win a playoff game last year and then lose, or were you one and done? No, we were one and done. We we lost. We lost to the Bengals in that first round. Okay, the year before. Was that the 13 second game? It was. That was a divisional round or was it Div- divisional. divisional round? So you won the that was the year you beat Houston and no. Who did you beat the first in the first round then to lose to the to the Chiefs? Cuz you beat somebody that year before you played the Chiefs. Uh I don't I, I guess it's not it's not really yeah. the where I'm going with it. It's okay. The year before that you were in you've been in the playoffs what? 5 straight years? Yeah, we, we started with the Texans and we lost to the Texans. Then we made the playoffs the following year, lost to the Chiefs in the championship game. Okay. Then, then we went to the Chiefs again, lost to the Chiefs in the divisional round. Then we went to the Bengals and we lost there. Okay. So five years before. Or five, didn't go, go to the Bengals, but we lost to the Bengals. Okay. Go ahead. So five years with Sean McDermott, you've been in the playoffs for five straight years with McDermott. Five. Yeah. Because he his first year was with Tyrod Taylor. That's right. Okay. So with Josh, he's been in the playoffs four years, or was Josh a rookie? No. No. Josh was drafted the the following year. I'm sorry that I should probably know the Bills' history there just because how long we know each other, you think I would know this. I guess ultimately where I'm going is your team has been built. You have won the division three straight years. Everybody's put you into that – Exhibition games, right? I did an exhibition game type tier, right? Sure. In the AFC, right? When the last few years, people have been thinking of Bengals, Bills, Chiefs for the Super Bowl in the AFC. Those are the three teams that have been linked the last three years. I think it's more on McDermott and the coaching staff because the players are there because everybody thinks you should be there. You've been to the playoffs. You've you've won playoff games. You've been to a championship game. At what point does the GM say, "What more can I do for you?" You got yeah, the players. But why why did we lose last year? Everybody wants to say we lost last year because of everything that happened. Whether it be with Demar, whether it be with the weather, whether it be with the travel, whether it be the- there's a lot to unravel with Demar last year. Sure. Man. However, where did we get beat? We got beat in the trenches, which has been our problem all along. We don't have a strong offensive line. And when Vaughn went down, we were relying on Boogie Basham, who they just traded, A.J. Epinesa, who I've told you is garbage, and Greg Rousseau had a good game against the Jets, but hasn't really lived up to that number one billing. We don't have a strong defensive line. And not to mention, our Achilles heel up front has been the ability or the inability to stop the run. So you get beat in, in the playoffs, 
in the play. You can talk about throwing the ball around all you want. That's all fine in the in this 17 week, whatever you want to call it. But when it comes to to grown up, grown man football, which is what the playoffs are, you have got to be able to establish the line of scrimmage, and you have got to be able to run the ball. Period. I I just think that the the Mar thing, where you can say, well, it happened. You know, it's like when a player's got a distraction at home with a family member. Sure. It kind of come to the office. When those players saw what happened to DeMar, we talk about PTSD for for uh, military, right? How did you know that players didn't have PTS because of what they saw on the field? And maybe they had trouble sleeping at night. Maybe there was a distraction because of what they saw on the field, right? You're playing a game that you love, and all of a sudden, maybe you're seeing yourself in DeMar on that football field. And in fairness, we don't know. We don't we know don't. how those players feel. So that could have affected them through the playoffs. It could have. It maybe it could have affected certain members of the team, and then it just they weren't playing their best, and then everybody else is compensating, and then and then and, and, then and I, I could go with that. But the fact of the matter is we lost up front, which is where we have always lost. So having PTSD, seeing what happened with DeMar, but don't forget the encouragement and the jubilation that was experienced not only in Buffalo or Western New York, all throughout the country and really throughout the world was when DeMar was showing positive signs. When they released it, DeMar wrote down, did we win? The, the, the encouragement. I mean, that went everywhere. You, you want to talk about going viral, that went viral. Yeah, I, I'm just I, – I don't know. It's hard for me to say because I'm not in the person's head. I'm not with them every day. Fair. So that's why I give the 22 season that somewhat of a pass because of that emotion. I don't, Steve. I, I don't. That's just like, I, just I, like I, you I, wouldn't I, for your Jets because the fact of the matter is you lost because you failed to put the proper people in place. You got some old – guy off the scrap heap and decided to put him at guard. You thought that that was a good move, right? He was good maybe five years ago, seven years ago, but he's not good now. That's why he was released at his old age. And where is he now? He's gone, right? You had a poor offensive line. You had Spencer Brown, who we need a whole nother show to talk about Spencer Brown. You had Spencer Brown at tackle, your starting tackle. Now, luckily, you had Dion and you had Mitch Morse in, in, in between. But outside of that, look at the line now. It's revamped. Those guys are gone because you got punched in the mouth. That's why we lost. Our defensive side, why we lost, not because Von Miller was gone, but also because Von Miller was gone. Well, you brought him in to be the closer, right? You did. He's not an everyday, he doesn't have to be an every down player. You did. Right? Uh, but you brought him in but there to be that closer at the end of games. Where I go to Bean – is being you said we everybody knew that we needed to address the edge. You brought in Rousseau, Epinesa, and Basham. Those guys can't play their way out of a wet paper bag. Maybe Rousseau a little bit now, but they can't. You have failed on both sides of the ball. That it's you're putting your money and your value into other players. You failed in Singletary. You failed in Moss. 
Field and Moss. I don't know about Singletary. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I, the jury's out on on Singletary. I mean, he's not there, so obviously it didn't work out. But I don't know if everything's on Singletary. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have it back to 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 let me count. So down. so from from the Jets side of the ball, obviously Aaron Rodgers goes down, airs out of the stadium. Holy cow! I mean, first of all, what an entrance! Got to give the the props to the Jets. That was a phenomenal entrance they did uh, on 9-11. Man, the juice that was flowing for our pregame was incredible. Just a great job. I've never seen MetLife like that for, for a Jet game. So, obviously, being 9-11, Jets on Monday Night Football opener, going up against your Buffalo Bills. I mean, the clash of the East. Um, and, wow, what an entrance. Scrolled in, what, four minutes? It was over. Four plays. Right. And it was like a pin drop. And uh, but I, I give the Jets defense um, credit because they played very hard and they allowed the offense to try and figure out whatever. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to get into every single play, um, but I, I thought the Jets defensive line was as advertised. We were missing one of our big horses in Carl Lawson because they were they kept him out as precautionary because it was going to be a short week coming up. And they felt like they had enough guys. But I can't imagine when Carl Lawson comes back, what more of this defensive line is going to be like. I mean, they were five sacks, and, and man, they were just causing havoc. So, again, I can't wait to see them next week in Dallas. You, you, uh, you know what's funny? I'm going to put these glasses on. Because these are the lenses that I, I can see what you're talking about. Right? Because as I look through these lenses, I hear you. Right, that Jets defensive line played great, right? And they had five sacks, right? I'm I'm with you, but Stevie D, I'm going to change to these lenses, right? And as I look through these lenses, I see Josh Allen stepping back in the pocket, looking over the middle of the field, for example, seeing wide open. Oh, let me run! No pressure from the outside. No pressure coming up the middle, and you decide you're going to try to squeeze through this hole. Unbeknownst to him, Mitch Morse is pushing Jermaine Johnson to the right, and just as Josh gets to close to the line of scrimmage, he gets tackled for a one-yard sack. That's not a sack in these eyes. That is a dumb play by Josh Allen. Well, he had a lot you're, of dumb plays. You're the benefactor through these lenses. You're the benefactor, but I don't see that, right? I see Josh giving away the game. That's what I see. But I'm sorry. I, I digress. This is supposed to be Jets. So that, that's okay. You let, know, me, let, me put, gonna, let me put yours back gonna, on. Gonna, you better put on, you better keep those glasses on because it's not going to get any better. Yeah, I, I'm going to listen to this. Right. In, right. It, it's not going to get any better. Right, because you want to blame everything on Josh Allen and Josh Allen and Josh Allen, but you know, you got to give credit to the Jets defense. They made play after play after play in an emotional state that that whole team was in and the shock that they were in by what transpired in Let four me put plays. this back on so I can really understand what you're saying that you know. I shouldn't be blaming but, Josh. But see, 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 the problem is is that you think that that the Buffalo Bills have to get a first down on every play. They no, have I to score a touchdown on any I, I, but, I, but, I but never that's where said you, that. That's where you – That is not where I'm like, going. 
where you say, well, Josh Allen is, is dumb, but it, it's you. It's never a credit because maybe what the Jets are doing to him is in his head now because he's been getting hit a lot and he's been sacked a lot in the last few games and, and the Jets play him well. And so the psychological piece of it. Again, uh, this is your glasses. I, I put these yeah. on just for you so that I could appreciate what you're saying. I'm not discrediting, and I've told you in the beginning, I don't discredit the Jets. I think the Jets have one hell of a defense. I've told you that before, right? But and, you're and putting I, your team on this pedestal that no, 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 no. team can stop the Buffalo Bills. In, in, in all fairness, no. What I am saying is a quarterback who drops back five to seven yards, throws off his back foot, and just throws it down the middle into double coverage is not good defense when he wasn't pressured. That's not good defense. That is poor decision-making. I am saying because if we can break out and post out on, on our Instagram or any of our socials, you know, little snap, uh, screenshots of the All-22, the time that you're making that play, you have guys underneath yeah, who are I, running I, I wide will, open. Yes, I, I agree with you that there are some. there were some dumb plays. Right. And, and those yeah, dumb, those dumb plays, those bad plays, manifest themselves into a stadium that is filled to the rafters, where you could hear a pin drop to all of a sudden start to get some energy. Yes, yes. those plays yes. allow a sideline to all of a sudden start Please. to think exactly. We have a shot. That game could have, and even if the Jets would have held them to field goals. If that game is 16 to 6, 19 to 6, 22 to 6, right? And I'm counting the turnovers. If, if if you just settle for your field goals, hopefully all the all of them hit the crossbar and go in. But if you settle for just those field goals, the game is not attainable. And, and then at the end of the day, we're having a different conversation. It's, uh, I told you at 13 to three, my biggest worry was you guys going down the field and getting a touchdown to make it 20 to three. And then I said to myself that the game is over. Right. And then it was 13, three coming out of halftime. And I believe that first possession, you throw a pick. And now it's like, okay, their first drive is done. We have the interception, Right. And it's like, okay, a little bit of the third quarter goes by. We kick the field goal. It's 13 to six. It's like, ooh, now we're within one score, right? And it's like, okay, if we and give anything up points, can happen at the one goal, score, right? And, and it just goes to, oh, Jesus. It just goes to show you the, um, um, it just goes to show you that when you give a team a chance and you mm -hmm. let them hang around at that point in time, I think my video is kind of jacking up right now. When you give a team a chance and they let them believe, it's dangerous. It is it, very dangerous. Yeah. You had the uh, again, the Jets defense is very good. Yes. But you 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 could have there's things, different things you and you have said it in your playbook that you could have done to move the, the matriculate the ball down the field, right? And put points on the board. And and Josh took some chances deep. It didn't work out. The out interception, the Jets defense knew it was coming. They were they said it on the field. Whitehead knew it was coming. He jumped the route, got got the third pick. Um, look, the fourth turnover, man, that, that's just 
I don't know what happened. The guy cut in front of Allen. I don't know if the center just snapped the ball. I don't really see Josh Allen dropping that. That was just awkward. At first I said, oh, man, most quarterbacks would just go down. But when I looked at the replay, the way he got it, I can't kill him for trying to run with the football. But, but he carried it like a loaf of bread. Yeah, and we hit him hard right there and, and, and out it went. It, it but, was he, he didn't tuck it like he – Yeah, I hear you. I hear hold, you. Hold, hold on. 80, 80 I, I have to go back to these. I, I have to go back. I, I want you to talk about your Jets, but it not you kind of no. I hear I hear what you're saying. Like, if I was a fan in Buffalo, and I watch Josh Allen every day, and I see when the Buffalo Bills are running good and operating efficiently, those mistakes should never happen, right? Yes. Hold on. Let me hold on. Hold on. Let me get my Buffalo Bills glasses. They, they, <laughs> See, if, if I love those running like the weld oil machine that you have seen it in the past, and making proper adjustments as the game goes along, right? That outcome of this football game should be different. Sure. I think it's ultimately when you're going. When I say you're not giving me credit for the Jets, it's more of it's not the credit for the Jets. It's we needed to be much smarter from a coaching and player personnel in our quarterback. 100%. Out with the W. 100%. Right. So I think that that's where you're all, all 100%. going. You, Hold on. You, I don't like these glasses anymore. I, I love them. I, <laughs> I love them. I'm going to take a snapshot. See how quickly I did that too? <laughs> but do, do you remember, and it, it actually was the, the playoff game against the Texans. When Josh tried to make the behind the back pass, yeah. remember that? Yeah, right. I think we called it hero ball. You stole, you stole. Oh. That's exactly what I wanted you to say. That's exactly what I wanted. Oh, you, you wanted me to say it. I wasn't sure if you, uh, you were going a to say Absolutely. It. No, that's exactly what I wanted you to say because that's what also the media was calling it. Josh was calling it, right? The coaching staff was calling it. We have to take him out of that hero ball and allow Josh to allow to to let the other players, uh, you know, help him and help win the game for the team. You don't have to be a hero. Well, those two interceptions to DJ Reed down the middle of the field, that's hero ball. That's uh, Jordan Whitehead. Or Jordan Whitehead. That That's hero ball. Right, because you're throwing in the double coverage. There was no chance for Diggs on the one. Right, and you said, you know, hey, you know, it's like a punt. Well, that one was like a punt, right? I think that was third down. You let it rip again. Oh. It's right because what about something underneath and get the first down? Right? Exactly. So, so I mean, you, you take the benefit of it that they're starting at the at the three. That then Brees just oh baby. Which I'm mad about because Garrett Wilson was celebrating and sent it blocking. It could have been a 97 yard touchdown. And he's, I'm like, no, what are you doing? You let Benford get in and ultimately yeah. make the tackle. So, you know, we, we could go on and on. And, and I really do want to go on and on. But, you know, maybe, you know, we'll have subsequent shows or, or do what we need to do. Um, but go ahead, Steve. I, I want to say something here because. It was interesting. There was a play with a run play, and McDermott said to him, be smart on a run play, right? We all know that he took hits that he shouldn't have. But this was an, an, an interesting quote. Uh, from are, are you talking about the hurdle? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the hurdle. Right before halftime. What are you doing, right? Um, 
But there, there was a, a thing that came out, Michael Irvin on Stephon Diggs telling Josh Allen to be smart on the sideline versus the Jets. This is an interesting thing about Michael Irvin. He said, Go ahead, sorry. Stop telling that man, be smart, be smart, because you're telling everybody else he's dumb, he's dumb, he's dumb. Stop doing that. Stop messing with the with Allen's confidence. I thought that was I thought that was interesting that Michael Irvin would say that because do you really think the people on, on the sideline would think that Josh Allen is dumb? No. Right. So I don't understand. I really I don't know if I agree. Obviously, I don't agree with Michael Irvin's statement there because at the end of the day, Stefan is telling him be smart because you can't throw in the double coverage. You can't do that. Right. You got to be smart with them. When you're running with the football, why are you taking the extra hits? Why? Why? You, you're not going to it. Like that hurdle. You were six yards away from the first down. It's right before the halftime. Why would you hurdle to even risk getting a fumble? Most people fumble when they hurdle and get hit. Right. So why do that? And then there was a one play, another one play towards the middle of the field. Just go down. Why are you taking a hit? And, and that's, I don't know if he's trying to be the tough guy on the field. I don't know what it is. Like he wants to show how tough he is that I can take a hit. Some, something was off with, with Josh. Some, something was off, right? His game, his game from opening kickoff. And, and yes, yeah, I absolutely, I'll give your team credit, right? But there, there was more than that. So, something was off. When, when I look at him, his, his demeanor, his body language, the way, just the way that he carried himself, his throwing motion, his, his running motion, it, it's not the same. They, they tinkered with something. Maybe they're in his head that way, right? Maybe Mr. Madison Avenue, who's on every freaking commercial that's out there, right? You can't, I love, you know, and, and this is on me. I, I'm, I'm going to take this one. I, I Stevie D, I am. I'm going to take this one. Forget there's no Madden curse. I, I don't believe in that. Oh, I forgot he was on the cover of Madden. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Oh, boy. Four turnovers in week one? I, oh, I, I don't buy into that. Well, he had, oh, four, he, had four, he had four turnovers in the game prior to that. So, I mean, he wasn't on the cover that year. Because he was thinking he was going to be on the cover. Yeah, dreams of, dreams Mr. Madison of Avenue, who's on Gillette commercials and insurance commercials and, you know, soft drink commercials you see them all the time you see and i don't begrudge anybody from getting their money you know the two of us and we've talked about it right even the kids at school go get your money because it's not guaranteed right go get it however when you put your focus somewhere else that means that you're taking away from somewhere else and could that be why we don't see the same Look, I'm tired of his press conferences. I got to study the tape. I got to look to see where we can get better. You know, you know, we played real, real crappy today. We we know that, Josh, right? We saw you. I'm glad you saw yourself, right? But how do we get you back? There was a point in time, and, and I'll let you go back. In this game? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. There, there was a point in time two years ago, right, where you were laser focused two years ago, and, and really probably three, it was the the thirteen Kansas City game that season. You were laser focused, right? 
and you could see, and that, that's why everybody said he's taking that next step. His his uh, accuracy had improved. His decision making had improved. Right, he would still do a couple hurdles and all that, but it, it was well timed. Right, maybe an Anthony Barr is stuck in his head or something like that, and he's hurdling then. But it, it was very smart, methodical plays. He would take the shots when they were there. He would take underneath when it was there. You know, he you saw him maturing into a legitimate MVP NFL quarterback. You saw that. Then you had the 13-second game, right? Yep. And since then, not it's, his kind fault. Of, it's kind of – well, that's not his fault. But since then, we haven't seen that same Josh. And that's where I talk about Madison Avenue because after that, everybody came – Hey, Josh, can you sign here? We'd like you to sponsor this. We'd like you to advertise this. We'd like you to be the spokesman for that, right? Started seeing all that. It started with the the Gillette and all that other stuff, right? Is your focus going somewhere else? I'm not going to get into his personal life, right? But he had a he had a change in his personal life. I don't know why, right? And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak to that. But all of that, there's something going on that caused all of this to happen. And now you see the guy come out and legitimately I've seen plenty of, of post game press conferences where someone will come up to the podium or come up to the mic will be dejected. Right. But still with an air of confidence that we will write the ship. Yeah. He yeah, got I, up I, to the podium dejected. Like, I don't know what to do. Right. I don't have answers. And that is very concerning. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because um, I'm replaying that that post-game interview in my head right now. And, look, he says the right things. It says, you know, I got to do better and all that. But it, it's in which he's saying it. And, 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 and weird, it's almost like a kid. He's almost like a kid. Sorry, Dad. Yeah, right. and well, that's because he's had it memorized because he said it so many times. Right. Instead of saying, you know, breaking down part of the game. Yeah, you know, I, I, to me, the greats, some of them, they, they break it down. Yeah, that, that pick by Whitehead on that out, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I saw him break it, and I still threw it for whatever reason. I still threw the football. He undercut it and made the pick. I got to be better there. I got to see that, right, and, and break it down where he knows – I don't know. Just saying I got to be better. I got to be better. That works a couple of years ago, but after a while, it, it's like the kid that always says, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. dude, Rich, you said, sorry, a thousand times already to me, man. It, it doesn't mean anything. And right? I tell you, Richard, I, sorry, it doesn't work. So at some point, you know, that accountability, it's great that you want to take accountability, but in the end, you're considered an elite quarterback in the league. You got to, you got to turn the jets on like you're an elite player. Again, I don't know Josh like you know Josh. I'm I'm speaking as I have the Buffalo lenses on um, because at the end of the year, when you look at when you look at the numbers, thank you, buddy. I, I'm putting these on. I, I yeah. do, in, in all fairness, right? Because we have a time show and everything else like that. I want to leave Josh, and I want to say this to you in all earnest. Which glasses do you have on, by the way? These, these are the jet glasses. The, oh, the, these okay. are the jet glasses. All right. Well, I do believe that your destiny is still on track for a successful season with Zach Wilson 
as your quarterback. I hope that your coaching staff does the right thing. And I know that when Aaron comes back, he'll be doing the right thing. And I believe that Garrett Wilson, who is truly your offensive leader, mm-hmm. he's going to do the right thing. And I'm not worried about the defense. I think you have a top – I've told you this, and I will continue. You have a top-notch defense. It's now time for all 52 guys to huddle around Zach and hoist Zach up and say, we believe in you. Forget about anything that happened before. And for the coaches to make sure that you put him into that right situation. One last thing. Square peg round hole. Right? We talk about that for the running quarterbacks. Right? We always say, you know, you want to make a running quarterback a drop back passer. Right? In this scenario, again, square peg round hole. You want to make an inexperienced quarterback. Don't put him into the hole of an experienced veteran pocket passer. Put him into the situation where he can play his game and flourish and create that system. You do that, you guys are okay. I think the difference, and I hope the Jet fans will see this. Right? It's weird when you talk good about somebody else's team, right? I hear you. I don't like it either. Um, for for me, the difference between LaFleur and Hackett is that Hackett is on the sidelines, so LaFleur was up top. Now, LaFleur was on the sidelines to start his career, and he was a horrible play caller. He went up top when Zach got hurt, when Mike White took over, and then the offense started. Everybody says, well, because he went up top and he's seen things a little bit differently. I think the difference is you saw it in the game. Hackett went over to him. Somehow there was a camera somewhere and it got caught on camera where he put in his ear, F it and let it go, right? The interception, do your thing, let it go, right? And I think that was really helpful to have his coach, not on an earpiece, say Mm -hmm. it, but grabbing him, bringing him in close because the crowd and everything. So he heard it, right? That you mentioned Garrett Wilson, them having that conversation, right? Um, so I think the, I think Hackett who got roasted by Peyton and rightfully so from the Denver area, because he was a horrible head coach, doesn't mean he can't be a great offensive coordinator and helping this young man progress his career. And if Hackett is all in like that at practice to Mm -hmm. to the practice field, Mm -hmm. to the film room, to the game day, you can I'm not saying Zach's going to complete 72% of his sure. passes and have a touchdown to interception ratio of two to one, right? But if we get him out of the 29th, 30th ranked quarterback in the NFL and get him into the 20th, somewhere around there, maybe a little bit higher, and look, you got Hall and Cook, mm-hmm. right? You got the, probably the best backfield in the NFL. Run the football, set up the play action. Get some comfortable throws in the play action and let him roll out where he's comfortable. Let him roll out because he likes to roll out and throw on the run. When he rolls out, he's a smaller quarterback. When he rolls out, he sees the field better. Ask Zach, what makes you more comfortable? I go back to the 99 season. Yes. They started the season with Rick Meyer. Awful. Parcells, the biggest mistake he said he had as a Jet coach, he stuck with Rick Meyer too long. He, by the time he went to Ray Lucas, Ray Lucas went 6-2. and two. That Jeff coaching staff took Ray Lucas, who's not known to be a quarterback, and 
played to his strengths, and it worked out well. They finished six and two. To ask Zach what he likes, draw the plays that makes him more comfortable. Yes. Go. You don't yes. need an 80 play playbook for Zach Wilson. You can dummy it down to 15 plays, yes. 20 plays that make him comfortable. You got the run plays, right? You got you got the running backs, man. Like we're night and day difference from last year when Brees Hall got hurt. A whole team went down because Michael Carter, Bam Knight all couldn't carry the load. They couldn't carry the load. And what happened? We went downhill. But qu- but saying, question question for you in the running backs. Delvin Cook, we talked about we talked about him on on the podcast leading up to you guys actually signing him. What we saw from Delvin was not the Delvin Cook that we saw last year and years prior. Is that because of lack of training camp? Yeah, I I, I truly believe that. It, it, it well, is well, it? Look, it's one game, right? So I I say when we come back to that conversation of Delvin Cook. In a couple of weeks. Sure, because fair. in fairness to him, Brees Hall and all his teammates were there in July. He shows up literally sure. two weeks before our first game. I He looks slow, right? He and does. Then there, was some, there were some pass plays where I said, ooh, okay, he had a little bit of a step, and then it slowed up. And I don't know if it's because of, you know, the way the play run out. But there were some plays I'm like, wow, he he's slower than I thought he was going to be. Because Madden's got him rated at a 90. I thought it was going a little faster. <laughs> Right. So <laughs> I'm expecting the Madden rating, and I'm not getting the Madden rating, right? I'm getting the, I'm either getting the am I, either am I. Right. So, um, but I, I do. I want. I think it's a great topic. I want to see him get a little bit more in game shape, and then we can evaluate. You know, is Dalvin Cook losing a step? And that's what the Vikings saw. I think ultimately that's where you're going. It and is. Minnesota want to move on because man, we've seen him lo- losing a step. Or, or or is it in in? You know, time will tell on this one too. Now that you have Brees reestablished himself as your number one back, no question. Injury, what injury, right? Almost like it was like a Tommy John, right? Making him even faster, right? So who who knows there? But Delvin has always been a feature back, right? 20, 25 carries a game. Now you're playing RB2 to a guy who is shown that he can be explosive and run all over the field. Are you going to get those same number of touches? Or, or again, perverse kind of way, does the fact that Zach is now the signal caller cut down on the number of pass attempts, and now Delvin is able to get maybe 15 to 20 carries a game? Does that happen? Or, or with receptions, right? We're talking total touches. touches. I touches. think that's where you're going with yeah, it, right? yeah. At the end of the day, between receptions and carries, touches in a game, you know, feed him 15 to 20. Dalvin gets 15 to 20. Everybody stays fresh. Um, and in the fourth quarter, you can wear teams down. It kind of reminds me of the 9 10 Jets with um, Thomas Jones and Sean Green and then Sean Green and LaDainian Tomlinson in 10 averaging 160 yards per game, 161 and then 155 in, in 10 um, And maybe the Jets can do that and give uh, Zach with the play action and, and, again, let him move outside the pocket. So. You know, Steve, I, I I was just thinking. I know some people wanted us to to do this live. Um, that would have been miserable for you. I don't know if you would have even finished the podcast after probably the first fifteen minutes, and then that would have been miserable for me. <laughs> 
<laughs> First of all, my screen would have went out because I would have broken that. And then by the time the fourth quarter came around, your your screen would have went out from, from breaking things up um, on that. Um, hey. Hey, yeah, Jamie. where is Jason, right? Man, another big-time Jet fan. And, uh, you know, it. it's uh, – you know, I would have – <laughs> it would have been cool doing a lot, but it, it would have been uh it it uh it was it would have been a bad night. It would it would have. And, and I'm glad I'm glad we had 48 hours to to kind of um digest it, right? I was in a bad place. I was too. I, no, no, no. I was in a bad place before you were in a bad place. Like, you know, the difference is like like you lost a battle, I lost a war. Right. And knowing that on the fourth play of the Jets offensive season, I said and I was talking to my son about it. um, It reminded me of what I went through in 1994 during the fake spike game. Dan Marino, the Jets were six and four. The division wasn't great that year. We were six and four. We were supposed to go to seven and four, really take control of the division. And the fight, the fight, the, the fake spike happened. And I remember I had to go to work because my boss told me, hey, I need you to work on something. I said, I'm not coming into work. I said, I got the jet game to watch. I said, I'll be in after the jet game because I was working in the electronics section. <laughs> go figure, right? IT guy going on the electronics section. So I was working on a place called Caldor. It's like a Kmart, Walmart place uh, on Long Island. And I go in and I remember walking down the aisles, right, fixing the shelves and stocking. And people ask me, where's this? I, I, I think it's over there. I'm like walking into the like the little – you know, stuff you put in, in the aisles that you, you stuff. Uh, on, it's not on the shelf, but it's like in this like cardboard thing. And it's kind of, I'm walking in those things. I don't know what the hell's going on. People asking me stuff. I don't know what's going on. I think it's over there. Confused. That's what I was like. Like I was just in a shock that the fear of every Jet fan, every Jet fan's fear was Aaron Rodgers getting hurt, but never thinking Aaron Rodgers was going to get hurt in the fourth play of the game. You know, was it going to happen in week three? Is it going to work at seven? Right? Where, where is, where was the bad luck going to happen? And it happened in the fourth play of the game, and you're just like, it's the best time for it to happen. I, if it could have happened, this is the best time for it to happen. Yet, first of all, you walked away with the W. Zach had no pressure, no expectation, and gets away with the win. And now you know exactly what you have to deal with, and now you move forward. I'm telling you, this is the best. Gotta, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm telling you, it's the best thing to ever happen for you. Come on over. It's okay. Come on over. You <laughs> say it to me all the time. Come burn these things. <laughs> Absolutely burn those things. So, Stevie D, uh, there, there is one thing, though, that we, you know, I, first of all, first of all I, I need to preface this by saying, this is not why we lost. Okay, we we lost because of Josh and McDermott and Dorsey. That that's why we lost. So why are we talking about what we're going to talk about? Because you and I went back and forth on this, and I what I want is for some of our viewers, some of some of our listeners. You know, we're going to post this up uh, on our Instagram and on our Facebook uh, to chime in on this play. Let let me let me just start with the play. Yeah, so you watch 55 undercut, 
and and it looks like a like a tripping or a leg whip. Watch it right here. The leg comes up, trips. Uh, what was that eighty five, right? And, and then and then it yeah, goes it was, off. Right. It was so, Clinton Morse. So Clinton Morse. so so here's how the debate started. Right. It, again, that was Gibson with it with his touchdown run from the punt return. Right. That ended the game. The walk off, if you will. Um. Again, he. It doesn't change anything, right? Uh, even if it was called a trip or a leg whip, um, it would have just brought the ball basically to about midfield. 42. They, they said it would have been to the 42 or 43-yard line. Coming in. So it would have been at the Bills 42 or 43. Yeah, because it, it happened at the 28, and it's a 15-yard penalty, yes. not a 10-yard. They changed it to a 15-yarder, so they would have started the drive at the 43. But that just means that you need to get 10 yards right. and you're kicking a field goal. The way these guys are kicking these days, you probably could have kicked it from there, right? Unbelievable. So so from that perspective, right, the game still was over. Matt Ariza, where are you? Right? The game was over. However, we went back and forth. And, again, I need to keep saying this because I don't want it to come across like I'm the guy – that's sour about this. But when when you watch the play, to me, it is as, as, yeah, to me, it is as blatant of a trip. And I wish yeah, I could it, slow it down. Right. If you watch that left leg, that left leg comes up in trips. Right. But what what we don't know, what we don't know in the rule book says, now I, I'm gonna be honest with the fans. I disagreed. I said, there's no way I'm going to come clean. There was no way that that was a trip or a leg whip. I watched it over and over and over again um, because I had access, access to watch it. And I watched it that night and, and again the next day. I was adamant it was not. Right. And Vince, you'll say, you'll know, you heard some language come out of my mouth. You know, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're going right. back and forth. Yeah. I, I mean, want- like, like, like it was bad yesterday, right? It was bad last night when we were talking about it. I because I, I felt like it was a, an attack, like we we didn't win the game or you. But won I kept the game. telling you, I'm right. not attacking you, right? But in my head, but in my head, but in my head, right? Because again, it was such an emotional game um, for me, and so I wouldn't hear it. So I, I went back again, started watching it. What did, what did I what did I tell you? Right? I sent you a text, and I says, you know what? I can see your point about it. I don't know, and only the player knows if the intent was really there. Because when he dove, when he dove, when you're leading with your head downward, because one, you missed the freaking block. So did you bring that one leg up? Because you're like, well, shit, I missed the block. I better get get my leg up, right, and and hit the guy, or because the way you dove. When your body goes up, one leg is going to be higher than the other, and you're you're flailing, right? Because when you're diving, you're not going to pin your legs together and bring them down to the ground, right? You're 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 running as fast as you can, and you're trying to get that that dive block, and it doesn't go well. In fairness, I don't know what the guy's intent was, but watching the replay over and over again, I could see where if they threw the flag, I wouldn't agreed with the call the day of the you know that night. Or when I was first watching, you still it. wouldn't be angry with the call. No, no, no. That's why I said, like, to, like today, like, look, I, I've seen stuff where I thought there was a penalty, 
where there wasn't. And I look back at it when you have time to, when you're out of the moment and really look at it, especially from multiple camera angles, that's sure. the other key is the other camera angles. And now it's like, Ooh, I said like um, the play in the championship game, when they grabbed the Jersey of the chief guy, the chief guy was, was held. First I was a man, that's ticky tack. Then I went and saw it from a different angle. And I was like, well, you know what? It's not. So I just don't know what the kid's intent was. If it was a leg whip. Now it's a judgment call. Now going back on it, if I would have, if they would have called it, I wouldn't have been happy at the moment, but going back and looking at it, the replay, I could understand. And so, so I, that's so what I'm I'll, at today. I'll say, I'll say this, Steve. Um, you, you, you talk about your quarterbacks again, this has no bearing on the loss. It, it really doesn't. It was a it was a point in time, and what really kind of escalated this is that you had the official that was part of the broadcast, who yeah. instantly came out and said that. Well, first first you had Buck and Aikman both saying, "Hey, that looks like there was a leg whoop." Let's go to the official. The official says, "Absolutely, that was right." I think the way he said it it seemed very partial towards Buffalo because when you watch any rules analysis and, and you go into it, everybody's so even keel when they said, oh, that's a hold or that's not a hold because of this. This guy goes in, this is definitely an asterisk. I mean, he raised his voice and it was just like, yeah, are you trying to make a name for yourself? Like, what are you, what are you, what are you trying to prove here? Um, it was just a weird take for an official. Like, I always felt like saying, is it because you had money on the game and you now you lost? I, I don't know. It was just very odd by that guy. It was just very I, odd. I, I was that thinking of that about the side judge who would just let it go. Did you let it go because you had money on the game and you were like, I need you to cover? <laughs> right. Well, the that, game was covered no matter what. <laughs> at well, that point, if we would have won. So. That, that's true. But, but you, you know, when, when I look at that, um, you know, one, one of the things that I, I know I know for a fact, right, is that you can you can do something and the intent may not be there, but it's called. But you still did it. I didn't mean to rip the guy around the neck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean it. My intent wasn't to do that, but my, somehow I got there. <laughs> right? My hand was here. You ran into your face mask ran into my hand. I didn't mean to grab you there, right? So you know. It, but that's the rule on that. On the, I don't know if I'm, you know that. On that right. call for leg whip or tripping, it becomes it, a judgment. It it's a judgment call. Um, and and we've not, seen PED twelve do this countless times, right? But he when was he, on the ground when he when he's frustrated. Up. When yeah. he's frustrated, yeah. he'll flail like, "Oh, I don't know what happened to me," and do a leg whip. Do it, you know? And you've seen linemen do it. But it, it's, and, part, and the it's part of the game. of that play. When the guy is diving, I, I don't think he's thinking of like Tom Brady was premeditated well, when he was doing that. That's language. that's where I'll differ with you, Steve. Well, is again, the, not knowing the intent of the player, which we'll never know. You don't, right? but what we do what we do know is that these athletes, all the way from a very young age, actually, it's really perverse. You probably know this with Rich. Over the years, what is being taught for the younger kids is what they were they're teaching at the higher level so they're they're bringing that down to the to the younger kids so they're growing up learning certain techniques and what we do know is that 
if you get beat, you find a way to get back in there. What we do know is that you do everything you can to stop that guy. And that's what you're taught from a young age. Pee-wee all if the way you up. you have the football IQ to, to do that, right, we've seen great players with no football IQ. Stevie D, that 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 there it is ingrained with these guys. It is ingrained. I there's things where you say to a player, "What the heck were you thinking?" There, there absolutely is. In the game, why there would you do that? There absolutely right? is. That you mean it's not taught by a coach. It says you you, you can't look, guys. At the end of the game, we can't make stupid penalties like this because this sure. is going to kill her. And sure, sure enough. It's a stupid 15-yard penalty. It costs you a game. It costs you a playoff game. It costs you a Super Bowl berth, right? It happens all the time because people don't have a, a, a small IQ. It, that it, guy is the number 51 guy on the roster. But it, it doesn't matter. You know, and again, the example, it, it, the example it, it, I brought like to you. to disagree. Like, well, it's not just that, though. It, you're, you're taking away from that guy. You're right. We don't know. But you're taking instantly taking away from that guy. Maybe, in essence, you should be lauding and saying – you know, that's one hell of a block because you got beat and you found a way to recover to stop it to allow Gibson to get in. If you look at boxers, right, and, and you know, I use this in, this example. When you look at boxers and a boxer punches, right, some of the boxers, when they punch, they will rake and come down across with the laces to try to either get a cut or try to stop your vision. You'll see a boxer when he punches, he'll come across and he'll hit you more with the, the forearm and with the elbow. Right. Let that bone hit right right on the face, in the nose, things like that to try to get cuts. These are little things that they do. Is the intent there? Right. You can say, no, I was just pulling my glove back. Okay. You can say I was just coming across with my hook. I had no intent. Okay. So but you, that's you boxing IQ. You made your point. But it's also like when you're when somebody gets shot and they talk about blood spatter. Right. That blood splatter doesn't lie. It doesn't lie. It tells a story. All I'm saying, unless you're going to reenact the speed of it and dive headfirst, I want to see this on film. The magic I bullet. I want to see you do <laughs> the that. The magic right? bullet. <laughs> and see how your legs go, right? Right. Because in fairness, we don't know. The kid, he was running probably at what? 13 miles an hour, if he's lucky. I don't know what the speed, right? We showed it in super slow-mo. We didn't show it in full speed, right? If you watch it in full speed, then tell me there was intent there to trip on full speed. That that was super slow mo, not super slow mo. It was cut at half the speed, I believe, than the regular broadcast because that's all it allowed me to slow it down. You're you're running, you're diving to to make the block, and all of a sudden you're diving and you're you're head over. I don't know how the legs are going to react. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. You have your opinion. I have my opinion. I'm just saying. The, this I'm not guy, saying that he didn't have intent. I'm not saying he did or he didn't. I don't know. 55 has now moved up to 49th on, on the depth chart. He's moved from 51 to 49. Unless because, he gets on the field. Because he's a he, linebacker. Unless be, he gets on the field. Well, no, for even for a special teams play. Because he was able to be able to perform a move. And he didn't give up on the play. And he got away with it. It's hustle. It, it's heart. Seen from your side of the lens. I'm no, these are yours. Person. These are these no. are yours. <laughs> you know, this is BS. Because <laughs> if he didn't do that, who knows? Look, look, look. 
I'm a New Yorker, New Yorker, right? So cheating, I don't got a problem with the cheating, right? Well, your team is New Jersey. Your team is New Jersey. Me, I'm a New Yorker. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm not a. I'm not from Jersey. I'm from New York, right? So, um, I'm just saying that I don't know if, if that is intent was there. I, I truly right. don't know. And, and fair, I really don't know. I, I will agree. I, I, I don't know if the intent was there. If the intent was there, the flag should have been thrown, right? But I don't think the official would have the guts to throw that flag. No, that no. I, just like they didn't throw it in, in Nashville, that is a cesspool, and we know Jersey is a cesspool. So now that welcome to Nashville, you guys are. All right. I don't know what to do. Am I supposed to stick up for my for the for Jersey right now? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I, I, think you do. I don't know what to do. So Stevie D, let's uh let let's we, we had a lot. There there was a lot of buildup for that one. Um but let's move to this we moving to week two. Week two. Uh, we're gonna have to go through this quick. Yeah, we'll give you the abbreviated version. Um yeah. Jets and Cowboys. So, um, Jets versus Cowboys. I got keys to victory. We got to drop the Aaron Rodgers hangover. It happened. It's over. Move on. Let's go. Um, run, run, run. You got Cook. You got Cook and Hall. Cook up something special. Run the ball. Set up the play action. And then, and then the, my last piece is is Michael. Did Buck. you say cook up something special? Yeah. See what I did there. <laughs> um, don't say I'm not quick witted. I don't know. I think I was pretty good right there. Um, um, and, and Micah Parsons, right? The guy's a stud. Um, he can wreak havoc. Don't let him beat you. You got to find the way it, you got to maybe put two men on him. You got to, you got to find the way to, to slow him down. Um, and then what I want to, what I'm going to be watching for, you know, Brees Hall had a great game. When is he going to do game two? He's on the injury report again. Um, but is that just, you know, because it is. On the same guys that were on week one's um, uh, injury, he's on there. I like to see him do it. Makai Becton on Micah Parsons. What what is what's that matchup going to be? I think it's going to be interesting. And here, Hackett is he going to adjust the play calls for for Zach? Right. Yeah. Go yeah, to yeah. Zach. We talked about it. What makes you comfortable? Help me help you. And I think you'll put Zach in a better spot to win. That's what great coaches do. Um, and they drop their ego. For the player, and then on the defensive side, really, I another matchup, right? Last week with Sauce and and, and uh, Stefan, I want to see Sauce and CD Lamb go at it. Uh, I'm curious to see how that matchup is going to be. Um, and I don't know if CD goes from side to side, so if they'll switch off with DJ Reed, but I want to see that matchup. And then the tr- the, the trench battle, right? What's the D line going to do against the the Cowboys offensive line? That's pretty good. And then how is the Jets offensive line going to adjust to the Cowboys front to have Zach? And, and and the passing game because I obviously that makes me nervous um and stuff so that's my 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 quick notes on on the Jets Cowboys game yeah it, a couple battles you you pointed out what I what I'm curious to see is Brandon Cook seemed to be you know a, a integral part of that of that offense so you know is it going to be CD is it going to be Cooks you know it it's going to be interesting there you don't have I Truly believe you don't have to worry about Ferguson as the tight end. The loss of Schultz. <laughs> it, it, you you ever have that that moment oh, where you're working into game shape. <laughs> well, you ever you ever have that moment where you're like, ooh, probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah the Cowboys were thinking that as far as their tight end play. So it, it really will be the two. Um, but I think I think your front uh, on defense is going to shut down 
the run game. I, I don't expect a lot from Pollard there. Quinnen Jefferson and Al Woods have been really good additions to that defensive line of free agency. Yeah. In, in week one, they were. They, they, they gave us what we needed. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. It's going to be a so, good game. The late game. Uh, uh, got another late game, huh? Yeah, 425. Whoops. I said the central time. <laughs> All right. So uh, we have our home opener, Stevie D. Keys to victory. Uh, we've already talked about this. Is Those were the keys to the loss against the Jets. And so these are the keys. Coaching, right? I need I need improvement from, from Sean McDermott and from Ken Dorsey from a coaching perspective. Josh, I need you to, to find yourself. Right. As I said, go back to where you were two years ago. Take what's given to you. And then when, when the opportunity presents itself, then you strike. And then offensive line, you've got to do better. Somehow you have got to do better. I, I liked what I saw from from Torrance, but I did not like what I saw from Spencer Brown. We need better holes to be opened up so that we can establish the running game. We need better pass protection. OK, I'm worried about Crosby. Right, but I'm not as worried about the Raiders defensive line as I was against the Jets defensive line. So I do think we have an advantage, but guys, you have got to play better. Uh, when I look at what to watch for, obviously the rebound from the Monday night disaster. I will call it a disaster. I know Stevie D, you know, it was That's a miracle. It was a miracle for you. Yeah. I'll put these back on for you. It was a Monday night miracle for you. But in all reality, from a Buffalo Bills perspective, it was a disaster. You've got to establish the ground game. Take take the onus off of Josh's shoulders to have to play hero ball. That means that whether it be Cook, whether it be Harris, whether it be Murray, whoever's toting that rock, they have got to be able to get them the ball and get positive yards out of that. And lastly, uh, it's going to be interesting to see Tredavious versus Devontae. Right. You got Devontae Adams now, um, you know, going up against, uh, you know, Garrett Wilson, um, you know, for the most part. But again, it's it's I can't even really count that. Right. Because, again, we talked about Zach coming in. We didn't see Aaron to to Garrett. Um, so now you're going to see the number one going to Devontae. What does that look like? Trey, are you fully healthy? Right. Are, are you ready? Uh, and I'll be curious of what the Raiders do if McDaniel starts to move Devontae from side to side, right, to try to get the matchups with Christian Benford and some of the other guys. I, I do look, especially being the home opener, I do look for Buffalo to come out of this one, Stevie D. Um, I, they, there's a lot. It, it, if it isn't, then I have a bigger issue. But there should be a lot of people doing some soul searching, looking in the looking in the mirror uh, and, and, you know, reorganizing themselves within that locker room saying that was not us. Okay. I got one, one other thing. I know we've gone through those two topic. We keep talking about this DVD. The topic was the Rogers injury oh. was the play of Buffalo, Josh and, and really Buffalo, you know, going forward. Was that because of a lack of a training camp? Well, I can tell you I thought our offensive line came out and struggled mightily. It almost seemed like they were moving in slow motion. Look, your defensive front is legit, okay? So you guys are quick. I I, I thought Dwayne Brown came out like a 30-year-old, 38-year-old left tackle. 
I thought he was slow in moving on multiple plays. Again, I'm not taking anything away from your players. You, your guys made him look like he was in slow motion. Maybe it's because you guys were so fast and made my line look so slow, right? Um, I thought our line was very sluggish in, in that first quarter. Um, I think it was a detriment. Did it lead to Aaron Rodgers' injury? I don't know. I don't know how, how, why an Achilles pops. Is it just it's time? And had sure. too much tread, you know, the tread was gone and it popped. I don't know. Um, I but know but if you time. if you have more if you have more reps in preseason, maybe you're not doing cut blocks. Maybe you're like, I keep telling you enough of these cut blocks. Aaron Rodgers doesn't like the cut block. He told the Jets he doesn't like the cut block because he doesn't want to be forced to throw the ball fast. And and if he doesn't like what he sees, he likes to pull it down. And go with it. He goes, I can work around the linemen on those plays. Don't cut block. They did two cut blocks, and both of them failed. Miserably, they failed. Okay? And then he gets hurt. Personally speaking, I love you, Aaron Rodgers, so far. You've been a great person in in the clubhouse, right? I didn't know what we were going to get. But you caused your own injury in the way because – He did. Garrett Wilson was wide open on that play. Yes. Wide open. They were not on him. You had that play for maybe seven yards, maybe eight. I don't know. Maybe he goes off for 15. I don't know. But the look was there. You didn't have it. He was wide open. You held it for whatever reason, and then you got caught where you were. So maybe that's part of why he's so disappointed is he realized that he effed up. He should have thrown that ball instead of holding it. And, and his Achilles pop. So, sure. uh, again, overall, I think it's a mistake by not playing these guys. Because you know what? You know what, Robert Sala? You feel any better that you lost your quarterback in the fourth play of the game rather than the preseason? It doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. Yeah. Because you lost them in fourth plays in. So, everything, everybody was always worried about injuries. The biggest injury to your team happened fourth play in the game. So, play your guys in the preseason. Stop acting like these guys are brittle all the time. Things are going to happen, whether it's in preseason, practice, or a regular season. You can't you can't coach in fear. Just like you ask your players, don't play in fear. Don't play half speed. If you're going to be on the field, go all the way. Why do you think they canceled the Pro Bowl? Because somebody was seriously going to get hurt playing halfway, and somebody's not going to play halfway, and somebody's going to get killed out there, right? So I I, I agree, work. right? And, and I, I truly I I believe that the lack of a a, a true uh, training camp and preseason uh, was what, felt. What happened to three series? Well, not just not a just quarter, with you guys, half, and then you're done. Not just with you guys. I thought my Bills failed to execute, but if you look across the league, if you look across the league, the other 16 games that were out there, you saw some really, really, really bad play, DVD. Real and, bad and, play. And Real that bad play, bad play Joe, Joe Burrow getting benched, and maybe it's because of his haircut. Maybe that's what it is. But who knows? But I believe that it's because of training camp. I believe it's because of preseason. And these guys, sooner or later, sooner or later, you know, they're all in the analytics. The analytics team is going to have to come up and say, hey, guys, we need to have these guys on the field if we expect to execute in week one, right? And you saw the teams. You saw the teams that really put, you know, a full grind into the preseason. You know, they came out and they looked more sharp than the other guys. 
With that being said, right, I'm a big fan of the lack of training camps, DVD, and the lack of preseason because it allows me to be able to make better picks, right? As you can see, last week I went 13 and three. I don't think I've gone 13 and three in in probably two decades, right? So I had a horrible week. You, you did. You, horrible. You, you really did. So as we look at as we look at the games coming up, at least Buffalo won something against the Jets. So I'll take that one. You know, and I did that without McDermott being in Allen. No, notice that. That's how you get a victory. You could have been twelve and two if you took the Jets over Buffalo. <laughs> 14, 14 and two. A fourteen and two. Excuse me. Thank you. Uh, all right, so as we go down, we have the Thursday night. We're not going to go through every game. We're just going to pick out some of the some of the bigger games. We do have the Thursday night game, Philadelphia, Minnesota, Philly, uh, and and I'm still picking Philly, but Philly's out with without three starters, uh, especially Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, well, they, be besides the out, being out starters, they better get their head out of the butt because they got lucky in that first quarter to begin with in New England. And New yeah. England outplayed them for three and a half quarters. They got they lucky they came out with a victory. And if a like, wide receiver me, could, could yeah. put two feet down, who right. knows? So, so but we both we both have yeah. Philly at, at that one. Uh, we'll talk about the Buffalo Vegas. We both have Buffalo for that one. Uh, as as we go down, we have the Baltimore Cincinnati. I'm taking Baltimore. I'm not impressed with Cincinnati right now. I know that this game will be. Uh, a home game for them. Um, and the loss of Dobbins, even with the loss of Dobbins, I'm I'm liking Baltimore over Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I was torn on this one. Uh, Cincinnati's at their home opener. I don't know what to expect out of the Baltimore offense with this new coordinator. Lamar Jackson didn't look good um, in that game. Um, and so, again, Joe Burrow was a disaster. Um, hey, Jay, it's funny how you just come on when we were just not talking too friendly about your Eagles. So thank God you're just coming on now. <laughs> um, and uh, I, 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 I'm I, picking the big just because they're home. If Baltimore was home, I would have taken Baltimore. Sure. But I'm just not big on right now until I figure out what Munker, whatever his name is, what his plan is for Lamar Jackson because they were not – it was not a good game to watch offensively from Baltimore. Let, let's go to the Kansas City-Jacksonville game, another one where we are a little split. Uh, Jacksonville at home, um, Kansas city, just not impressed with the offensive weapons for Kansas city. Um, yeah, I think the energy of Chris Jones coming back and be, being on the field is going to uplift that defense a little bit, kind of give him that captain back. Um, I just don't see, you Kansas still got to catch the ball on offense though. Yeah, that, that's no, no true. True. Right. I, I just don't see Kansas city going Oh, and two. I, I just don't, I don't see it. But. So I, I like Jacksonville. I like what, what they're building down there offensively. Um, ETN, you know, again, you know, he, he is starting to come into his own. Uh, the addition of Ridley paid off in, in spades for them last week, right? Uh, plus Zay Jones. And, and they, they, they have the weapons there. Uh, if we get into a shootout, they have the players to be able to put up some points. I, I like Jacksonville at home for this one. I'm just glad. Just glad that um, a certain coach is no longer there. And I'm not talking about Urban. Um, again, as, as we go down, we hit to the Giants in Arizona. We both took the Giants. Yeah. You, you can't you can't lay two eggs in a row. And no, Arizona, Arizona is 
Arizona is absolutely quitting on this season to try to get yeah. Caleb Williams. The giant game snowballed very quickly, and they couldn't recapture, and it was just an egg they laid. I, I don't see them laying that egg uh, two weeks in a row. Okay. Let's go to your Jets in Dallas. I got your Jets. Ha- Hold on. Let me let me put these back on again. I'm taking the Jets. How are you not taking your own team? You know, I, I went back and forth. One, I'm 10 and 6. Uh, no. Um, and by heart, the Jets are going to win in my heart. The problem is history has shown when you have a game like that, the letdown happens the week after. All that emotion that happened in that game when Aaron Rodgers went down, uh, the emotion, I just don't know how that's going to be now that the game is over, it happened, you move on, hold and on, how do you hold, rebound? Hold, hold, and I'm hold, not hold, hold on. Buffalo had an incident last year, and they ended up canceling the following week's game. We then yeah. played – we then played, uh, what was it, Miami in that playoff game. And it was just incredible. Yes, but this game is on the road. And your player went down in the game and you had you you played and you won. That emotion, because you won that game, is there at that moment in time. Now you're going to a preparation and that's when the letdown happens. And so... I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I am. I the only reason why I'm picking Dallas is because I'm afraid of the letdown, and I think the letdown's going to happen. I think you're trying to catch up in picks. That's what I think. I, I think you said, you know what? This is an area where I, I could try to make up my three game deficit. <laughs> well, All I right. need to have some differences because we we're, we're we're spot on on a couple other games here, so. So uh, I can only make up two games the way you guys did it. Here goes Jay, New England over Miami. I don't see it. I, I, I don't see it. Look, it would be phenomenal if New England took out Miami. Yeah. And it right. would be I, I'm great. all for it, Jay. I'm all for it. New, New, England beats, New England beats Miami. Dallas beats the Jets. The Bills beat, beat uh, the Raiders. We're all one and one. I'm still in first place, so it's all good, baby. <laughs> When's the last time the Jets said they could been in first place for two straight weeks? I'll take it. Uh, and then Monday night, we we have a couple of games. We have New Orleans, Carolina. We both have New Orleans and Cleveland, Pittsburgh. After what I saw from Pittsburgh the, this uh, this past Sunday, I'm starting to get worried that I uh, of my thoughts that they were going to have a good season. I I don't know. I don't know. Deontay Johnson's out. Um, but Cleveland, Cleveland is an enigma right now, yeah, right? Yeah. I, I'm waiting for Deshaun from like five years ago to come back. I, I think it's going to get there. I just don't know what, what week it's going to happen in um, for for, for uh, Deshaun. But, you know, Cleveland's it's just that one team, man. You just don't – you don't know. They're, it's Cleveland, right? But here's what I'll say. How big that Monday night matchup was, it broke TV viewer history for ESPN. That's how big that Monday night football game. You know how big that Monday night football game was in week one? Is that they moved to two games in week two because they knew 
what the Jets Buffalo was going to bring to the NFL that they moved, which they only do in week one, the two Monday night football games. They moved it to week two because that's how huge the, the Buffalo Bills versus the New York Jets were to the NFL. Everybody watched that game on Monday night. And that, that's that's pretty cool. I know the outcome for me is, is higher, but to know your when your team plays and records are broken, it's pretty cool that that uh, the viewers turned out in the highest viewership that ESPN's ever had for a football game. It's pretty cool. You hear that, Josh? Everybody tuned oh, in to sorry, watch Josh, you play. I didn't mean to throw you underneath the bus. To watch you play like that. I hope you're listening, Josh Allen. Well, Stevie D, this, this wow. was a long one. It, it, it was one that we had to do, yeah. right? Um, obviously, uh, I think people were expecting more of a Royal Rumble, a little WWE action, right, coming with chairs and everything else. That wasn't going to happen. Uh, That's not who we are. It, you know, it we, isn't. We've been together too long. Yeah. Too long friends to, to, to do that. Even, even we though do have our fun every once in a while. We do take subtle shots, you know, off, off air every now and again. Yeah, I got cursed. I was, what the frill is this? Yeah, that was a lot of motion came out. You took the front of that one. Here I said, congratulations, and that went out the window, right? But at the end of the day, we we, we, we made it through this one. Um, you know, again, I, I am still pulling for – I am still pulling for Zach. I've been pulling for Zach even in the offseason. You've known this, right? I've said that Zach needs some time, and and I wish him all the best. Now, at the end of the day, finish in second place. Well, we're in first place, and we're all good, right? If we don't, if we fall one game back, Josh Allen, that will be on you. So please heed these words that you need to get your head out of I don't know where, and let's be focused. But – for all that, uh, we hope everybody enjoyed the show. You can check us out on Instagram. You can check us out on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it, or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Love to hear the comments. Um, you know, it's always fun to do this. And so uh, we look forward to doing uh, more shows and more interactions, interviews, what have you. So for my co-host, Stevie D, I'm Vince. We'll talk to you soon.